Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, and welcome to Aries season. I hope everybody enjoyed their Ostara. I've really been loving seeing all of the posts of everybody's celebrations and all the pictures folks have sent me. I'm really feeling so uplifted right now. The change of seasons has been really good for me. And if the beautiful message that I've been receiving from all of you are any indication, I feel like it's been good for a lot of us. Today, we're going to move forward with part two of the birth chart series, and we're going to talk about moon signs. I've gotten some great feedback for the first part on sun signs. Um, I don't know yet how many parts are going to be in this series. There's a lot of information in our birth charts, and I want to cover as much of it as we can. I said this before in part one, we learn so much about ourselves and start to understand our impulses and our compulsions, our motivations for the things that we do when we understand the role that the different planets have played in the development of our personalities. So I hope everyone has had a chance to go online and get a copy of your birth chart. It's also called a natal chart. And you can just Google free natal chart and get plenty of results. I also recommended cafeastrology.com because I know you can get a free birth chart there. And I do appreciate everyone's patience because that episode was about twice as long as usual. And this one's going to be pretty lengthy too. I, I try to respect everyone's time and just sort of cut to the heart of a topic as sharply as I can. But with birth charts, there's just so much meat on these bones. You know, there's not a lot of fat that we can trim without leaving out a lot of important information. So I appreciate your patience in advance. And now let's get down to business. So to quickly recap here, your sun sign is the part of you, it's those aspects that others see. And the moon sign is the part of you that only you see. In astrology, and also in tarot for that matter, the moon represents emotions, instincts, and the unconscious. So your moon sign reflects all of those things, your instinctive reactions. (laughs) Sigmund Freud was kind of a huge jackass, but he recognized what he came to call the ego, which he defined as the consciousness, and the id, which he defined as instinct. And I'm not going to spend any more time on his ass than I have to, but I just wanted to point out that even in popular psychology, it's recognized, you know, those aspects. This is what astrologers have always known. And in a lot of ways, our moon is the part of our personality that we keep hidden, or at least that we try to. And it can be the part of our personality that we ourselves remain in denial about. And that's why I believe it's important to drag those aspects out into the light and take a really good look at them. Because until we do, we're just going to keep being in self-denial and we're going to keep allowing our moons to sabotage us in ways that we can't even see, let alone begin to understand. The moon is also very sensual and it reflects our pleasures as well. The moon rules our five major senses, taste, touch, sight, smell, and hearing. And so our moon sign will affect the way that we respond to those external stimuli in our environment. And then of course, as we said, the moon rules our emotions. So it's an extremely important player in how we behave and react 
and respond in our relationships, our familial relationships, our friendships, and our romantic partnerships. And now let's break down what that means for each of the moon placements. And would you look at that, Aries is first on the list. So Aries is a masculine fire sign and the moon is a cooler feminine influence. And so that combination gives a great sharpness to an Aries moon's psychic senses. This allows an Aries moon to make really swift judgment calls. And an Aries moon is generally impatient. They're not really interested in collating facts and figures before jumping to a conclusion or before starting something new. And if whatever they're trying doesn't work out, Aries moon is quick to move on to the next thing. Now, if your sun sign is one that tends to be long on patience, but you have an Aries moon, this can and will cause some push and pull within you because you're going to feel like you should be listening to the angel on your shoulder telling you not to rush into things to make sure that you have a plan in place. But then you've got that Aries moon on your other shoulder that's just going to tell you to just do it. So that that's why those can you know those that combination can kind of be a little tricky but if your sun sign is also impatient then you're gonna have to lean on your other placements to get some balance because you're not gonna find it in your aries moon but on the positive side an aries moon has a lot of success socially they excel at making a good impression at parties and social events and they're really very generous Aries moon is very optimistic um, and although they are they can be pretty quick to anger they don't tend to hold a grudge unless their sun sign is a water sign then they hold a grudge like it's an Olympic event but water sun Aries moon is very artistic and intense so they've got that going for them Uh, fire sun Aries moon is impulsive but very influential earth sun aries moon these are natural leaders these are these are really good people to have on your side and then an air sun aries moon these are incredibly shrewd people they see straight through the bullshit so that's your aries moon (laughs) best of luck (laughs) if you are if you are an aries moon in this aries season Uh, Moon in Taurus is up next. In astrology, the moon is said to be exalted in Taurus, meaning that this is the moon's ideal placement. And Taurus is an earth element, so it stabilizes the moon's erratic, sort of changeable nature. Moon in Taurus has all of the moon's strengths, but none of its weaknesses. Conversely, Taurus is known to be super rigid and methodical, so the moon softens that tendency to be so stubborn and fixed. Or, uh, well, at least the moon, it kind of turns those influences into positive traits. So what you end up with when you're a moon in Taurus is a person who has a really healthy way of expressing emotion and who is romantic and who is deeply loyal. The only real negative result of a moon in Taurus is that they they will stay too long in a bad relationship. They're just not quick to jump out of a partnership that's not meant for them, even when the writing is on the wall. They will continue to try and make it work long after they should. They have a very deep need for love and security. So if this is your moon placement, please be on the lookout for that in your relationships. 
a fire-sun-taurus-moon combination. This gives a person a strong personality that people find magnetic. An air-sun-taurus-moon combination leans strongly into the Taurus inclination for making money. Water-sun-taurus-moon strengthens the inclination towards creativity. And because Taurus is so doggedly determined, there's a good chance that you can be successful in some sort of artistic endeavor or field. And finally, Earth, Sun, Taurus, Moon is probably the best combination for wealth and success. And I know you Earth Suns love to hear that. But what about Gemini Moon? Well, if your moon is in Gemini, it will have the effect of making you a more versatile sort of go with the flow person than you might otherwise be. Gemini moon will lend its wit and its charm. It'll make you more fun to be around. But on the other hand, you may also deal with Gemini's disorganization. And if you are a super organized, detail-oriented sun sign like maybe Virgo, then that can be really frustrating. Just recognize that Gemini moon has a tendency towards inconsistency and superficiality and just try to be aware of that. Um, Also, a Gemini moon can be very manipulative. It just comes really easy. But there are so many good things to say about Gemini moon. It makes a very active mind and talking with a Gemini moon is really mentally stimulating. Gemini moon has wonderful insights and they're really good at analyzing and verbalizing those analytical thoughts so they're really excellent debaters air signs they're always quick-witted and gemini moon is not an exception they make really great speakers and writers now romantically gemini moon is a bit of a free spirit but only in that as an intellectual they don't really relate well to an overly emotional partner. They prefer someone that's a bit more, not detached, but somebody who's able to talk through issues using solid logic and reason. Now, if you are an air sun, a Gemini moon is gonna play to your strengths of intelligence and self-expression. A water sun, Gemini moon, will find that their emotional tendencies are tempered by the Gemini influence and your creative talents are sharpened. A fire sun, Gemini moon, is going to find that their leadership abilities, which are already pretty strong, are going to be enhanced by the intellectual edge of Gemini. And then um, an earth sun, Gemini moon, is going to find that their sort of doggedly practical to the point of paralysis nature is evened out by Gemini's natural ability to make quick yet well-reasoned decisions. Okay, so that's Gemini moon. And now Cancer moon. Well, Cancer is already ruled by the moon. So basically, what we expect is those moony qualities to really come out to play. And I I said moony qualities, not moon equalities. I'm sorry. It's a dumb term, dumb phrase to use, but whatever. Cancer moon is very imaginative, imaginative. They're very emotional, very romantic, very moody. So for the Cancer moon, all of the best and the least best qualities of the moon are really brought forward. Cancer moon is very loyal and very sensitive, but they can also be really difficult to read because let us not forget that one of the key moon qualities is mystery. 
Cancer Moon is far more emotional than intellectual in how it processes information, but this makes for an excellent artist. Some of the most powerful artists and writers are Cancer Moons. And as a side note, Cancer Moons tend to have excellent memories, so don't cross a Cancer Moon because they will not forget it. Cancer Moons are easily hurt. Uh, They do wear their hearts on their sleeves. And this can sometimes be surprising to people because Cancer Moons can seem sort of tough, sort of, I don't know if forceful is the word, but their personalities can be very assertive, especially if a Cancer Moon happens to have a fire sun sign. But the truth is really that that tough shell hides a soft center. And as, I mean, it's basically a double moon sign, really. A Cancer Moon's mood can be really hard to follow. You know, the waxing and waning of their moods is second only to the actual moon. Now, romantically, they tend to be unlucky in love early on in life while they're still sort of figuring out how to navigate their own emotions. However, once they figure themselves out, they usually go on to have very deep, very meaningful relationships. If you're a water sun, your Cancer moon will intensify the depths of your already quite deep feelings. And on the plus side, your intuition is off the charts and you're very creative. If you're a fire sun, your Cancer moon is going to channel all of your enthusiasm and buoyancy of spirit into creative pursuits. And you're probably going to be one of those people who really feels at home on the stage. And I mean that either literally or just in your tendency to sort of take the spotlight in social situations. If you're an earth sun, Cancer moon, all of your deep-seated loyalties and all the passions that earth signs tend to keep under wraps, they find their way to the surface. And then if you're an air sun, Cancer moon, all of your intellectualism takes on a magnetic quality. You have a much greater ability to speak to people in a way that touches them emotionally. And then Leo moons are sort of the flip side of the Cancer moon. Leo is ruled by the sun, so having your moon in Leo really balances out the, okay, we'll go ahead and say the negative aspects of both Leo as an influence and the moon. So on the plus side of Leo, you're going to be more exuberant, more creative, and more fun. But it's not all positives because you're also going to be a little more self-centered, a little more domineering, and the vanity, good God. Leo sons know all about how easily they can be swayed by somebody who's skillful with a compliment, and Leo moons are not immune to flattery either. But, you know, if you're a Leo moon, don't be too suspicious of people who say nice things to you, because the moon in Leo gives people a lot of reasons to love you and to admire you. Now, Leo hates to be bored, and a moon in Leo is going to create interest and excitement all the time, not just for themselves, but for others as well. Leo moons want to shake things up. They want to keep things interesting. Leo moon is very sincere and open and interesting and a natural leader. And that quality is infectious. They have a knack for getting the best out of people around them. Romantically, Leo moon is pretty extravagant. Um, They can be a bit jealous, but generally not in an ugly way. However, they do tend to see their loved ones through rose-colored glasses. So when and if those loved ones don't live up to those unfair expectations, Leo Moon feels crushed. But only until the next lover comes along. (laughs) 
Now, if you're a fire, sun, Leo, moon, you are a creative person and you are really naturally inclined to be a leader. I mean, even more than than a Leo sun already would be. For the air sun, Leo moon, your natural charm is going to be accentuated and even more dynamic. Water sun, Leo moon, amplifies your natural ability to reach people on an emotional level. And earth sun, Leo moon, it takes the earth desire to have financial security and combines it with the Leo drive and vitality. And this creates somebody who's really good at making money. People with a Virgo moon can count on being more meticulous, responsible, and detail-oriented. They will also be more critical and argumentative, and they tend to be kind of hypochondriacs. Virgo steadies the erratic nature of the moon, and by that I mean Virgo is very analytical, and the moon is very emotionally driven, and those opposing inclinations are softened when they come together. So a Virgo moon will absorb all the sensory input they receive, and rather than act impulsively on it, they will stew on it for a while and analyze what it means and then figure out how they can best use that information. Virgo moon doesn't take anything at face value. They're very skeptical. They're very realistic. And this capacity for seeing things as they are, rather than as how, you know, how we might like them to be, it gives Virgo Moon a great head for business. They're very professional in their approach and in how they present themselves. They lean into the Virgo tendency to be methodical. And this makes it frustrating for them to deal with people who are illogical or who are led too much by emotion. Romantically, Virgo moon can come across as cold or even, you know, unemotional, but that's really an unfair mischaracterization. They're actually very well matched with people who are a little more on the playful side, who are a little more emotionally driven because Virgo moon needs that balance. They're so serious and steadfast, but they're also really loyal and they love taking care of people. If you are an earth sign Virgo moon, You can expect your practicality and cautious nature to be even more prominent. If you're a fire sun Virgo moon, you're going to benefit from the focus and the mm, industriousness that Virgo will lend to your fiery enthusiasm. And if you're an air sun Virgo moon, you're going to have an enhanced intellect and a lot of originality. And if you're a water sun Virgo moon, You are blessed with a critical anchor point to all of your emotional tendencies. And now who's next? Oh, okay, here we go. Libra moon. People with their moon in Libra are charmers. And it's pretty pretty easy for them to get along with other people. But that's that's just Libra across the board. Libra moon is also very concerned with fairness and justice, and they're really preoccupied with living an aesthetically pleasing life. Now, on the dark side of the Libra moon, they spend way too much money, and it's difficult for them to make concrete decisions, and they can be really self-indulgent. A Libra moon loves beautiful things, beautiful spaces, beautiful places, Libra moon is going to be happiest when they have at least one room or one space in their home that is beautiful and well decorated as a retreat for themselves. 
this is a person who, you know, if they're throwing a party, they're going to spend a lot of effort on curating the theme and making sure that all of the food and the decorations and the outfits and all of the elements reflect that theme. Now, as Libra is the sign of partnership, Libra moons can find themselves a little bit dependent in a relationship, but this is not by accident. This is by design. Libra is an air sign. Remember this. So Libra moon approaches relationships with the same intellectualism that they approach everything else. So they may go through a lot of partners until they find someone that they collect, connect with mentally and intellectually. But when they find that person, and usually this is going to be somebody with qualities of strength and a desire to take care of them, that's when Libra moon makes their move. And I don't mean to make it sound calculating because Libra moon brings a lot to a relationship. They're very easy to live with. They're a lot of fun. They're funny. They're sincere. They make a comfortable home. They're wonderful conversationalists and they're loyal. But Libra moon knows how to make sure that Libra moon is taken care of. Now, if you're an air sun, Libra moon, you're going to really have this strong ability to win friends and influence people. That's just that's just what it is. If you're a fire sun, Libra moon, your naturally magnetic personality is going to be even more pronounced and you have a better knack for putting your ideas into action. And earth sun, Libra moon underscores your sense of drive and purpose with creativity. And this is actually a really strong sun moon combination, actually. And if you're a water sun, Libra moon, you will find that your intuitive, emotional nature is really well balanced by that Libra intellectualism. And now for the Scorpio moon. Oof, this is a tricky lunar placement. Scorpio moons are very driven. They're very ambitious, but they can also be extremely jealous. Um, They can be secretive. Uh, God help you if you cross a Scorpio moon. As much as a Scorpio sun can hold a grudge, a Scorpio moon will bide their time for as long as it takes to get their due. And they are better than just about anyone else at hiding those feelings. Scorpio moon is incredibly difficult to read. You will only ever see exactly what they want you to see and nothing more. But make no mistake, there are, there are a lot of emotions boiling beneath the surface. Scorpio moon is unmatched at self-control. And they're all about extremes, just as the Scorpio sun is, but in a more moon-centric way. But this isn't a very flattering introduction to a moon sign that's also really good at getting around obstacles and difficulties. Scorpio moon finds a way, and that's such a strong quality. They express themselves best through their hard work, usually in fields that serve other people in some kind of way. Uh, they're very ambitious. I think I already mentioned that, but that's like the key word for Scorpio moon. Um, they demand the best of themselves. And interestingly enough, they're very sexually attractive. People are really attracted to Scorpio moon, but unfortunately Scorpio moon is not always attracted to those people. Uh, Scorpio moon are, they're picky when it comes to partnerships. They don't want to be controlled and it takes a long time for them to trust. But once they do find somebody they feel secure about, somebody they can put their trust into, Scorpio Moon is a ride or die. Just don't screw them over. If you are a Fire Sun Scorpio Moon, then you're even more magnetic and more driven. 
if you're an earth sun Scorpio moon, you're going to find strength and success in leadership positions that goes back to being able to get the best out of yourself, but also others as well. If you're an earth sun, I'm sorry, if you're an air sun Scorpio moon, you're going to be really good at relating to the public and your powers of intellect are like razor sharp. And then if you're a water sun Scorpio moon, you're going to find that your creativity is enhanced by that Scorpio fiery ability to make those dreams become reality. And next on the roster is Sagittarius. Sagittarius is interesting. I have read, and I I feel like my own observations have borne this out, that Sagittarius moon affects an unprecedented vibrancy that it just doesn't quite manage in other signs. The moon is not passive in Sagittarius. Sag moons are just unbelievably sharp-minded. They're quick thinking. They're very insightful. Sagittarius moon is really adventurous. They're fearless. They can be restless, um, but they're optimistic and they're really open to exploration. They never have second thoughts about an idea. There is no second guessing with a Sagittarius moon. They get an idea and they immediately tackle it head on. And usually they're very successful. And on the rare occasion when they're not, they don't let it keep them down. They regroup, they redirect, and they try again. Sagittarius moon makes friends really easily. They have a really great sense of humor. They're fun to be around. They see the best in people. On the relationship side of that though, is that Sagittarius restlessness, that resistance to commitment. And this isn't about, you know, them being oversexed. That's not the issue. The problem is that they don't want a relationship that's stale and predictable. They don't like feeling tied down. And if they do begin to feel that way in their relationship, they're going to find a way out. They're just too independent to find happiness and contentment in a partnership that's dull by their standards. You know, there's that optimism, there's that brightness of personality, but they don't tolerate boredom and it can make them careless with other people's hearts. Not maliciously, but as a matter of self-preservation. If you're a fire sun, Sagittarius moon, you can expect um, a very boosted self-confidence, that adventurousness, that sense of discovery. If you're a water sun, Sagittarius moon, you're probably a writer to some extent, and if you're not, you should try. Um, because the Sagittarius moon combines your emotional mysterious qualities with this propensity for philosophy and independent thought. So try writing if you're, if you're a water sun Sag moon. If you're an air sun Sagittarius moon, expect to see those qualities manifest in your sparkling intellect and your enthusiasm. And then if you're an earth sun Sagittarius moon, all of your down-to-earth practicality in day-to-day matters combines with a more creative Sagittarius expansion of thought. And now we have Capricorn Moon. Capricorn Moon is interesting because this is one of those placements where the moon's mysterious, ethereal, imaginative nature doesn't take the driver's seat. Capricorn manages to temper those sort of flighty tendencies and it actually brings discipline to whatever your sun sign may be. So what I'm trying to express here is that in general, moon placements bring out the more instinctive, primal, intuitive, emotional responses of whatever sign that they're in. But Capricorn in a moon placement actually 
confers more responsibility, more determination, and more commitment on whatever your sun placement may be. Capricorn is so powerful in that way that Capricorn moon can almost overpower whatever your sun sign is. But it's not all work and no play. You know, although Capricorn moon can take a little time to loosen up in social situations, they're really steadfast friends. They're so dependable. They can be really generous and sincere once they've begun to feel secure in a friendship or a romantic relationship. And this can be why Capricorn moon usually finds their true love a little later in life. These folks don't just jump in with both feet to every new relationship that comes along. They take their time. But once they find that love, it's deep and it is enduring. And Capricorn moons often find a way to make their sun signs work for them. This goes back to what I said before. So what this means is if you're an earth sun Capricorn moon, your natural rigidity, your focus on financial security, um, your dedication to whatever your passion might be, those are going to be strengthened and enhanced by this Capricorn moon. If you're an air sun Capricorn moon, Um, There's an intensity to your intellectualism, and you're probably going to be drawn to higher learning or a career or even a hobby in which you just never stop learning new things. A water sun Capricorn moon may find a lot of focus in their creativity and their artistic expression, and you can combine those seemingly disparate placements to find some amount of success. And that's a tricky thing for a lot of water sun placements is to be able to focus those energies. But Capricorn moon can help do that. And if you're a fire sun Capricorn moon, all your magnetism, all your leadership qualities, that's all going to have a razor sharp practical focus. Now moon in Aquarius is a whole other ball game. While it's true that as an air sign, Aquarius is all about reason and lofty communication, the moon manages to pour into that placement a great deal of idealism and creativity and humanitarianism. So an Aquarius moon will hear information and be able to understand it rationally, but they're also going to understand it from a more compassionate point of view. The moon in Aquarius really balances that outlook. And of course, being a moon-influenced air sign means that in general, Aquarius moon loves philosophy and higher learning. So this may be a person that continues to take college courses long after they've graduated just so they can keep learning. And it must be said also to avoid having to join the workforce and do any especially hard work. Aquarius moon loves to talk with people. They love to debate ideas and to hear about people's lives and their problems, and they're known to have a very forward-reaching knowledge, almost to the point of clairvoyance, and we spoke about that um, in the sun sign episode. So they're really great at giving advice, but they're not so great at taking advice, Um, and it's almost impossible to change an Aquarius moon's point of view once they've decided that they're right about something. They can also be a little tricky to pin down in romantic relationships like Sagittarius Moon. They don't care for being tied down. And if a lover bores them intellectually, just forget about it. That is not going to work for an Aquarius Moon. They actually need somebody who's more attractive to their mind than to their body or to their heart. For the Air Sun Aquarius Moon, a career that is heavily dependent on communication Um, especially with all different kinds of people, is going to be a successful place for you. 
a water sun Aquarius moon is going to be practically psychic. Honestly, that water intuition with that Aquarian knowledge of the future is unmatched. A fire sun Aquarius moon gives those natural leadership qualities the added bonus of being able to easily and meaningfully relate to others. And an earth sun Aquarius moon gives all those big Aquarian ideas the discipline to actually turn all of those grandiose concepts into some kind of reality. And then last but certainly not least, Pisces moon. Pisces as a placement has a knack for self-deception. They're overwhelmingly romantic, they're very sensitive, and the moon is not a balancing force at all for those qualities. In fact, the moon will tip the scales even further. So a Pisces moon tends to see the world through a lens that's not really based in reality. Pisces moon sees things and the world and the people in it as they would like them to be. And this can be a really great source of disappointment for them. Pisces is the ultimate idealist and Pisces moon even more so. Even though they can often keep they can keep it hidden from others um, in their hearts, they really do become disillusioned easily and frequently when things don't end up as they planned. A lot of sensitive souls are Pisces moons. Um, Percy Shelley, the poet, um, Leonardo da Vinci, I think Prince was a Pisces moon, Edgar Allan Poe. You know, you can see how this artistic flair and a love for beauty and romance and also illusion makes a lot of sense in terms of the moon placement. There is a desire for escapism in Pisces moon. They can be easily taken advantage of. Um, and if they get into a relationship with some kind of a nefarious type, it's even worse because Pisces moon loves to take care of their lover. They want so much to be in an all-encompassing, passionate, romantic relationship, and they can and they will refuse to see those red flags until it's too late. Now, if you're a water sun, Pisces moon, your imagination, your creativity, and your intuition are off the charts, and you're probably a very spiritual person. If you're a fire sun, Pisces moon, uh, you probably find that your magnetic personality finds a very deep connection with other people. You're probably someone people go to when they're feeling down. If you're an earth sun, Pisces moon, you probably find that you're compelled by humanitarian work in some way. Your natural drive and practicality combine with your Pisces idealism to find a way to help others. And if you're an air sun Pisces moon, you're probably the person that people go to for advice. Your Pisces placement helps you to read a person's situation easily. And your air sun placement helps you to cut through the emotional noise to see the best course of action. And that's moon placements. That's how they affect us. Again, as with the earth signs, we need to remember that there are a lot of other factors that come into play. We can talk about how a Pisces moon affects relationships, but that doesn't take into account maybe that person's Venus placement. But, you know, it all comes together. I like to compare it to a recipe. You know, we can talk all about the qualities of an ingredient like vanilla extract, you know, the flavor profile, the floral notes, but those qualities manifest differently depending on everything else that goes into that recipe. If we're making an angel food cake or a devil's food cake, it wouldn't taste the same without vanilla either way, but those are vastly different bakes. 
And the birth chart is essentially a recipe for making people. All of those elements come together to make a unique individual. So that's all we're trying to do here. We're just trying to figure out how to read our own recipes. And once we know what we're looking for, we can start to read other people's recipes too. But next week, we're taking a break from birth charts because we're going to talk about dream magic. And then the week after that, we'll be right back talking about ascendance, also known as rising signs. So in the meantime, I hope you have a lovely week. Please drop me a note if you like. Um, you can reach me on email at eli at middleagedwitch.com or Facebook or Instagram at, at middleagedwitch. And we'll talk again soon. My name is Eli, and this has been the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast.